Hello and welcome to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner and this is my podcast where every episode we make a playlist for a specific life event, moment, or occasion, always with a special guest. And today we're making a playlist for everyone in my band hates each other, but we're stuck on this bus together with my special guest, Jake Fogelnest. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I, 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 uh, in coming up with the theme for this, like you had just sent, like you you, uh, you had sent like, hey, we could do this, we could do this. And I was just like pitches. Yeah, pitches. And I was just like, well, yeah, let's just do that. That sounds. That sounds. <laughs> the, the, the the fraught band. Yeah. Well, I just I just the uh, yeah sounded like the most unreasonable. Well, and your <laughs> your background for the four people who don't know you um, is in music and comedy and writing and film. All yeah. that. Am I missing anything? Television. Television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly television. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that covers it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Um, I feel like you are, uh, you and I both like to know the things that people have forgotten about, about entertainment history. Well, I'm like a completist. Like <laughs> I, if I'm interested in something, I'm either not interested in something and if, I, but if I'm interested in something, I'm super interested in it. You want to know I everything. I want to know everything. And uh, yes, I am. I am a completist in that way. But but there's if I'm not interested in it, I don't want to like I actually don't want to know anything about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, recently, one of my guests was like, yeah, you, your reference points are very old. And yeah. Weird. And I was like, well, I feel like everything that's being discussed today is being over discussed. Yeah. Every blog is chewing up the same four things ad nauseum. Yeah. I don't. So I don't I'm interested in like about... things that people have kind of forgotten about. My favorite thing is like if it's a record that was recorded you know, sometime in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and I just missed it, and I discover it now. That's my favorite. Um, I feel like I stopped really listening or caring about modern music around 1997. How come? Um, I don't know. Um, I, f- I do feel like it was the 90s was the last decade of uh, rock music being on the top 40 charts and I, uh, and yeah you know it just it, 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 and then it just became sort of boy bands and hip hop and not that I don't like that stuff too I, I certainly do but um, it it really the pendulum swung that way and um, it, it has not swung back to me I feel a correlation between the the way that I love practical effects versus CGI yeah. also yeah. but I feel like that like the songs where when when electronic stuff was creeping in but you still had actual guitars and and working with it now a lot of times i'll turn on the radio and be like well what are these kids listening to cartoons well i just what is this yeah especially like with hip-hop is like i feel like uh it's gotten when i grew up uh in my day (laughs) um hip-hop was really aggressive and uh loud and in your face well just even like public enemy or something it was Mm -hmm. just like bombastic and i think um like the hip-hop that is popular today it's almost like everybody started you know drinking uh that cough syrup and and scissor they started drinking that and then everything became so slowed down and and i don't uh, it's just not yeah. pleasing to my ears. Well, having taught rap, yeah. <laughs> um, I I would see my students um, want to be really relaxed when they rap. But yeah. The rap that they were used to hearing, this is when I, when I was teaching, this was like mid-2000s, right. um, was very energetic. And I, I Which started I think thinking- Which works in the context of what you would be teaching rap for. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, well, I started thinking about it um, 
in terms of music videos, like they they were hearing music that people had recorded and spit energetically. Yes. But then the music video, they looked really laid back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now I think kids that grew up on that look are like, that's how you rap. And so the sound has become equally Slow. laid back. And it's just like, will somebody put some sirens in something? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like yeah. Chuck D yelling at you. Yeah. Pay, well, a, pay attention. Like, I mean, look, that hip hop might exist um i you know i'm not look i i'm i am no expert i am certainly pleading ignorance to like i might not know that it's out there but it's just like what's on the radio right now um it is it, not for me yeah and if i feel like most of the songs most of the music that i am getting excited about that's new is just really cool production yeah if it sounds old <laughs> <laughs> but but that you know but i'm i'm also i'm I'm a 39 year old white guy. It's not for me. Wait, what? I know. It's, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not, it's not for me. So, why? So, it's like my opinion on it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Because they're not looking for me to consume or listen to. Like, I'm, yeah. I've, I, first of all, aged out of the demo. And it's like, who gives a shit what I, what I think? Yeah. Well, I do feel like I uh, want to spend, I try to and want to spend a lot more time. Talking about the things that I like than talking about the things that I yeah me too yeah don't like because yeah. we're not running out of those no I that that's like but, but my whole thing is this like I, I there's so I don't have the energy or time to hate watch something oh anymore. my god it has to be something really terrible yeah you know um and uh, I don't think I ever I, I got exhausted by that back in my twenties right and I was just like there are so many people it's putting so, so much effort into stuff and trying really hard to make something why not give my two hours to that uh, yeah you know it it has to be something like just like such a spectacular failure yeah for me to um uh. Like, I, like I watched vinyl just because I was curious. Uh-huh. Like, I was just like, because you're real into roadies. I didn't watch, <laughs> I didn't watch roadies, but I was watching vinyl, and I was just like, I was just curious. Like, this is these are reasonably intelligent, brilliant people um, who were there and lived this. How did this? Go so wrong. The show Almost as or a, the, the show. story. Okay. Well, there. I mean, story. It was like I just was like, how did they do this so wrong? That, but that's like, um, but that was more of like a lesson. For, yeah. for me, of like, oh, I remember how, feeling, to, how to not do something. I read a biography of Rod Serling one time that I felt mm-hmm. the same thing about. I'm like, this is a fascinating life. How did this book end up like this? Right. Yeah. It's it's the worst when it's a, a, a biography about something that you're interested in. It's just not well written. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, I feel like right now there's this um, push to, well, justify it, debate it, talk about, receive my criticism. It's okay. like, I, go ahead. dude, move on. Go know. find something that you like. Because it's I, hard enough to create something, especially with collaborating with other people. Which just, leads me to yeah. our playlist. Yes, exactly. Good segue. <laughs> That's very good professional segue. Everybody on my band hates each other, but we're stuck on this bus together. Yes. Are you ready to get into it? Yes. First song is yours. Okay. Do you remember what you sent and what order you sent them? Um, yeah. Well, I could uh, I uh, pull it up on my phone. There you go. I've got one of those. Oh, good. Um, and uh, I do. I know the first one is the Ramones, and uh-huh. it's uh, it's probably track one off of Road to Ruin. I just want to have something to do. It is right. A 
of the Ramones. The reason I picked this is because I thought it was a good way to set a, a tone. Because when I think about a band, first of all, they'd be in a van. They would certainly not be in a yeah, bus. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. cannot. They... Well, by the end. Yeah, by the end. I by s- the very end. I snuck out of my house and saw them when I was uh, when I was a kid, when I was like in high school. That's a good thing to do. Yeah. But they... Um, you know, when I think about a band stuck in a clo- in a bus, uh, fighting with each other, I li- I mean, there's it doesn't get w- like worse than the Ramones. Um, they are, um, and and it doesn't get better than the Ramones. Like yeah. just a band that truly, you know, uh, went through so much drama, but just kept going, kept going. Like yeah. and 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 I've read you know stories about them literally fighting over the radio like they would put like at, at a certain point switchways were pulled and it's like hey, you know their tour manager like no put that away <laughs> don't stab your base just pl- get you know? through the show yes exactly some checks yeah and, and joey joey had ocd and johnny was a re- republican and 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 uh you know it, 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 I, you can't think about a, a, a band stuck on tour fighting and not think about the Ramones. Yeah. It's their cartoon. Yeah. Well, uh, and they're definitely a band that I associate with you. I was yeah. certain before you said it that they would figure on this playlist. Of course. Yes. Um, did you see John Ross Bowie's uh, Ramones play? play? Yes, yes, I did. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, I, I loved to, it. I went out to lunch uh, with Bowie specifically afterwards just to talk about it. Uh, and he, was, he, he had great advice. You know, because we do this... Uh, this thing where uh, we were we were in uh, show business, we were very lucky. Uh, Eliza and I started at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in the very very early days. Yes. Um, when it, it was a totally different thing. There was really I look back on it now, and there was really only about a hundred of us. And um, you know, uh, I remember paying for a check for a class with a, a personal check. A personal check. That I dropped off to John Ross Bowie, <laughs> a twenty-five dollar deposit for a class in nineteen ninety-nine, and wow. um, and there were about a hundred of us. And like you know, you can spend a lot of time. Uh, yes, we did a lot of drinking. We did a lot of uh, uh, screwing around. We also did a lot of work. We worked really, really hard with absolutely no guarantee that anything was going to uh, work out. That anybody was going to have a career in show business. Um, and uh, th- that anybody was going to come to the show that night. Uh, it was a 100-seat theater that sometimes people were at, and the amount of hours and time and effort that we put in, while also, you know, I think about John Daly working at, it doesn't exist anymore, but like a cafe on 13th and Broadway, you know, just everybody having a day job, and if you were lucky, you'd get a, you know, eventually they started teaching classes or whatever, but like it was very small, and there's a 100 of us, and we all get to do this for a living. And for the most part, we're all still friends and sometimes work with each other. So I saw Bowie's play and I was talking to him about he's on a network sitcom. He's yeah. an actor on a network he's sitcom. He's a dad. He's a dad. He's a, he's a father of uh, two great kids and his wife is uh, amazing. But I mean, he's fir- a network dad. And he's a network dad. He's not, he's yeah. not like a network weird guy who bursts no, no, no. into the apartment no. and he is like a, a, Yeah, so he's on, on a... Uh, but it's like Speechless, speechless which is a, a network television show. Yeah. And what is so cool about John Ross Bowie is like he can be on a network television show and then just go write a weird play about the Ramones uh, recording with Phil Spector. Yeah. Like, you can do both of those things. You yeah. just have to do the work. It just reminded me of the time... Uh, that we put in back in the day of like 
you know, there's no guarantee about that. Like it, it, the, it's like the TV money affords him to go do this cool passion project of doing this play, which I thought was very good. Yeah, I, I loved it and I loved that he did it. But And I feel a lot of the same thing where I feel like I'm supposed to be more savvy about the money that I make getting into like leading to the next big career thing and the next big, but I but that's want to even, use it to do that yeah, stuff. but that's fine. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. like, that's a... It's just, that's where I live. There's, that's, best, that's what's best for me. Yeah, there a, are people who are going to, um, you know, like there's these, there are these writers or whatever that every pilot season they know uh, what the networks want and they know how to write the network pilot that is maybe going to get bought or maybe even shot but it's not going to get picked up and then they collect their big check and they refurnish and their they pool or whatever yeah. they do and <laughs> get that, a new couch for the pool that will never be me I can't I, d- I mean I could do that Yeah. I don't want to and um, yeah. so I guess I'll make just a little bit less money um, that's fine. I'd rather do the weird thing. Yeah, and I think that there's a the, there's a danger that it skates close to that punk rock guilt uh, we've called it before. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I just can't succeed. I gotta be cool. No, not but that. As long as I, I, I like, like money. As, yeah. I feel like <laughs> as long as I am continuing to create things. So I make as long as friends, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna make something, and then that's that makes it worthwhile. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So ready to go to my yeah. next one. Um. I feel like I, I left the interesting choices to you on this playlist. Okay. I'm going to admit to that right now. All right. With my first choice, Faithfully by Journey. Okay, yeah. <laughs> See? We're in that van or that bus. Maybe no, now I have to ask: Is this is this Steve Perry or is this uh, Ariel? This Pena? is Steve Perry because they're but they're that newly is why singer. this is on here. Yeah, I am obsessed with the Journey story. It's amazing. I used to watch the behind the music every year for my birthday. I had it on VHS, and then once VHS went away, I had a friend who had like an internship at MTV and got me a DVD of it because <laughs> he was like, "I know this is what you like." And I'm like, "Oh my god, thank you." Yeah. Because they were so nasty yeah. to Steve Perry. Yeah, and then because he, he and he he saved their band. Yes, there was this jam band nobody cared about. They no. found Steve Perry. Yeah, that voice. Yeah, he had already moved back to his farm. They brought him back. He joined the band. He was like, I don't really want to hang out afterward. They were like, Pussy. Yeah, and <laughs> so he would go and sleep and rest his voice. And yeah. then he finds this keyboardist, brings the keyboardist in, and they're like, That's pussy music. <laughs> but it makes them wildly successful yeah, with enormous. open arms. And so they're getting more and more successful, but they hate their music. And then he goes off and makes O'Sherry, makes a solo album. And yep. they're like, fuck you, that's a Journey album. Sounds too much like us. Yeah. And he's like, but this is the part you hate. Yeah. And they're like, so what? We, we, we hate you. Um, and then when they decided, when they broke up and they got back together, they he had this degenerative bone disease. And he was like, I'm not sure if I want to have to have surgery for it because it's a, like a dangerous surgery. Right. And I don't know what to do. And he took all this time to think about it. And then when he finally talked to them about it, they were like, yeah, we're just going to go on tour without you then. Peace. And he was like, well, could we not call it Journey then? Could you call it something else? Yeah. Like Journey 2, just just anything. Yeah. I made up Journey 2. He did not suggest that. Um, but they were like, no, no. 
We're Journey. You're not. Bye. The business, like when you have that much money involved, when you're so, like that much tour revenue and that those many millions of records, like, yeah. and then you're also just like, you know, I throw cocaine into the mix. I'm just, I'm just guessing. Oh, I'm just cocaine. guessing. Cocaine, you know, um, and pixie sticks, everything in between. Like so, like it's just a recipe for disaster. So I love the story of Journey then finding. Uh, the the guy who uh, can sing just like Steve Perry on YouTube mm-hmm. and then hiring him. Because I believe that was the second replacement. They had found one guy who sounded a lot like him. This and then was, they found yeah. th- this guy. Th- this is the Filipino Yeah, guy? the yeah. Filipino guy. Ari, I think his name's Ariel Pinada. Or, and and uh, he's got a great voice. And if you want to go see Journey Live, which I don't, um, uh, he, they put on a hell of a show. It's like, it, it, and so Steve Perry's like, got to be like, this motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just like me. Like, yeah, uh, it's so weird. It's so many different, like, it's like, it's a fuck you in one direction. And once he moves that direction, it's a fuck you back to the other direction. Yeah. Like, which I find... So fascinating. Our journey in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know. I don't really keep up with who's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You don't? No. That's Seems weird. Like a I think sort of thing. No, it's weird. I would figure you would have like on your refrigerator, yeah, all like that a list of men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but He's like great you, men. A magnetic chart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that you update every time. Ooh. No. Uh, no. I uh, because like that's like one of those things where. Who gets to? I mean, who gets what incarnation of yeah. uh, of Journey gets inducted and like? Yeah, well, and I've definitely seen some bands like appear without other people. Like, who gets to be? Well, that there was the to... Blondie had the yeah. worst of it, where they were literally on stage and they're like, "Hey, can we play?" And uh, and Debbie's like, "Nope," <laughs> you know. Yep. And uh, whatever that guy Nigel Harrison, I don't want to say anything about. It. <laughs> <laughs> a okay. friend of mine lived in a building with him. He was like an A&R guy from Interscope in the 90s. But he was Blondie's you know, bass player with the curly hair, not uh-huh. Harrison. Uh-huh. And uh, it was just sort of like, yeah, I get why you don't want to hang out with that guy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so if he ever hears this. Sorry, Nigel. Uh, yeah, you, well, you represent, in my mind, a certain type of 90s A&R dude. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You he, just do. I'm sure you've, you, you... I have no reason to believe that you've grown emotionally since then. But I understand are, why are, Debbie didn't want you around. These are all, like, um, uh, dramatizations. Yeah. None of these are uh, reporting facts. You're, no, I'm, you're, you're they're, typing they're, him they're, as yeah. a type of character. It's a type... Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It, rep, it, it represented... He might not be that, but yeah. it's the, you know, and I'm sure he looked at me as like, you know, oh, yeah, you're the, the you know, jerk who uh, did a public access show. We've all grown since then. I mean, I certainly yes. have. I can't speak for him. Yes. But uh, I hope Nigel's doing well. Yeah. He played great on those records. I mean, to be fair, your public access show did become an MTV show. So, yeah. So there, there, you did slide back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Want to go to your next song? Yeah. So I guess, oh yeah, so my next song is uh, from, uh, there's uh, this album, it's just an album I like right now, which is Juliana Hatfield sings Olivia Newton-John. It's a great uh, album. And it's her covering um, uh, A Little More Love. Uh, yeah, this is it. How 
much of the song are you allowed to legally play? I mean, I know we're making social commentary on it. Exactly. We're right. educating and informing people. Okay. Um, so hopefully we're getting people to at least listen to, if not buy and download these songs. Um, I, now, speaking of uh, buying music, th- this was an album. That was an album that came out, whatever, this year, and I downloaded it. Uh, or I didn't download it. I was streaming it. Mm-hmm. I, sh- I was streaming it so much that I was like, I actually want to own this. What and format? I, on, I bought it on a record, uh, and and it came with like a bonus seven inch and everything, and and I literally like uh, went out of my way. Yeah, you'll do that a couple. I'll do that a couple times a year. Well, I'll, I'll like go out of my way if a record's really good to buy it because it just goes in the artist's pocket. It's they're not making any money off of streaming, and I really enjoyed this record, and it, I thought it would be a fun pick because. People have very divisive opinions on Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. And um, and I'd like to address this. Oh, do you have a prepared statement? I do. <laughs> uh, I, I just think that I thought about, um, you know, a band went on tour. It's essentially a fight. If they're in a bus, it's a fight over the radio or the DVD player. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that- less so now because everybody has their own personal devices and stuff. But I think about touring in the 60s 70s 80s 90s like you know like maybe you had your walkman but really everybody wants to listen communally on a stereo and you would fight over it i know the ramones certainly would you know johnny would want to listen to the baseball game and god knows what dd wanted to listen to and it would become an argument and it made me think have you ever toured in in that way in any for anything because i did not not for an extended period of time i did that with um um with improv for a long time. Oh, God. And so it was the same sort of thing where... What is... Yeah, like... It'd be like me, Charlie Sanders, Eugene Cordero. Like, yeah. yeah, and I imagine, over. like, what you want to listen to and what Charlie Sanders wants to listen to are two totally different things. Yeah. So people have very, like, have div- divisive uh, thoughts on Olivia Newton-John. Now, it's no secret. I'm a, I'm a punk. I'm a punker. You know, I'm one of them punk rockers. And what's more punk... Then Olivia, well, that's my point. Then liking Olivia Newton-John. This is my point, is that um, Olivia Newton-John represents, like, the most middle-of-the-road, you know, uh, soft rock, 70s, top 40, even before Grease and and everything, and then into 80s with, you know, physical and everything. Mm -hmm. And I love her music so much. They're great, great pop songs. Have you heard uh, U.S. Girls? No. Uh, I was just listening to some recently, and I was like, this feels like indie Olivia Newton-John. Well, that's what I loved about Juliana Hatfield's album is that she just did the songs straightforward. She just did really good covers, and and the arrangements were very, very close to the original Olivia Newton-John uh, arrangements. Uh, most of them, I think, if not all of them, done in the same key, mm-hmm. which is— very, A very faithful adaptation. Yeah, and I, and I just—, I just was happy to see somebody else like um to me uh, a good pop song is a good pop song and there are some olivia newton john songs that i'd like to hear joey ramone sing <laughs> yeah i really would yeah and so i i you know so and julianne hatfield's you know great and you know people remember her from the reality bite soundtrack and stuff but like this record's just awesome now when you say you'd like to hear joey ramone sing them are you thinking of um, this kind of a faithful adaptation? Or are you thinking of that like uh, early, like late 90s I kind of associate it with uh, 
punk cover no. where it's like walking on sunshine. No, 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 no. All of that should have never happened. Thank you. Thanks. And should that is so empty to me. It is. That is a. Um, a genre of, uh, I guess you would call it ska punk, um, <laughs> that, and I understand, you know, I have a lot of friends that grew up around that and stuff, but if you, if they uh, had that, that kind in the neighborhood. Yeah. If you have that, if the, you have a ska con- families, if you have a connection to that and I love like this, I like, you know, first wave ska and I love, you know, the, the specials and all the two tone stuff, madness. madness, all of that. But if you have like a connection to like ska punk or ska covers of songs, like that's those punk covers from the '90s, like whatever, like me first in the gimme gimme. Are you gonna start a beef on my podcast? No, I'm not gonna start a beef. I'm just gonna say that that uh, you have terrible aesthetics. Oh, that's a fucking beef. Like Uh it is. It's just. It is just. You're just wrong. And um. And I, I, you know, I don't want bad things to happen to you, but we, you know, and you're entitled to live but your life. But I just don't expect anything good to happen to I, you. I just, we just have a fundamental difference of opinion mm-hmm. and we look at uh, life differently and our, uh, our ears are tuned totally differently. Um, I'm actually talking about when I say I want to hear Jerry Ramone uh, sing Olivia Newton-John songs, I want to hear him sing it like the way that he sings Baby, I Love You on um, uh, the Phil Spector produced, uh, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. end of the century album. Or I want to hear him or like he would do California Sun. You know, I want to hear Ramone's style, like first five records, Ramone's style. Uh, uh, covers of of you know like have like like have you never been mellow and the Ramon song questioningly could easily be the same kind of uh, genre of song. Well, I think that what I don't like about those fast punk covers is that it feels like a rejection and ignoring of the emotion. And the emotional yeah. content of it. No, it's it's, like, it's a novelty. It's about, a joke. Yeah, yeah, I think what you're talking about is expressing another person's version of that emotion. Yes, exactly. In the way that they interpret. The See, song. that's the thing about the Ramones is that the Ramones were so earned. They were, you know, yes, they're like they're so funny, but they were also like completely earnest. They were really trying to write great pop songs and mm-hmm. and it is you know criminal that they weren't played on the radio and they weren't hits and they have you you look at their album sales still and like they've only sold like a million copies of like their of Ramones mania like they ne- they really to this day tape trading with fish heads <laughs> no, no it's just no they just didn't sell records because yeah. they didn't get played on the radio yeah. and um but they were trying to write like you know Pop songs mm-hmm. like that universal pop songs. They were coming at it from the same place, you know, uh, that Olivia Newton-John was coming at it from, but just with a punk but sensibility. Yeah, but yeah. their version, yeah. which, you know, was very stripped down. And But I think that they the two things have something in common. And um, and I think an, an, an argument would break out about Olivia Newton-John and disco, you know, in a in a tour bus. Uh, particular, and I think you're particularly right. I think there, it's a generational thing too with this ska punk nonsense, and it's 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 people ten years younger than me. They grew, whatever their entryway into punk was probably Blink One Eighty Two or mm-hmm, Green Day, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. just like 
I got to, you know, mm-hmm. I got to sit down and have a chat with you. Well, but also the anti-disco stuff. It, it, oh, like, don't get me started. So so racist and sexist which like I and did homophobic not, yeah super yeah. homophobic yeah which of course i as a punk kid also did not realize growing i mean i was not not like 80s it, punk that was actually was, responding to that but it was like oh it's all soft and glittery dumb and then grew up like oh wait what message was i was being hammered into me with that that's terrible first of all any old punk rock person that you talk to um will now today admit um, that some of those disco songs were good. There and there, it's amazing I, I, production, and yeah. that's where rap started. Yes, thank rap you was very much. was rapping over disco albums, um, and it was even battle rap. They yes. were rapping over disco albums. Absolutely. So th- that is like I think also an interesting tension of like aggression and still like be- beautiful like harmonious music. It wasn't just like sirens exactly then they found the sirens then they found the sense but like you know but but like disco is just as uh valid to me it's like a good pop song is a good pop song is a good pop song whether it's andrea true connections more 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 or i want to be sedated by the ramones or um you know olivia yeah i want to be sedated (laughs) like a good pop song is a good pop song is a good pop song you know like and that was the message of john's uh, play i believe (laughs) one of them (laughs) yeah and Uh, i think that yeah it was the message of John's play, and it's it, that's why we had to go out to lunch afterwards because I just was like, "Oh, I get what you're saying." I you think know. what you're saying now is we're gonna go see the Mamma Mia sequel after this. I'll um, see that. I can't go. I can't go now, but I, <laughs> I will see that okay. in the theater. I don't... Yeah, we do tend to see uh, music movies together. I also love ABBA. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I think it's the same thing. Um, so next song, mine. I had to put it on. We're talking okay. about these, yeah, this yeah. kind of band situation. So yeah, it's man, it's man, it's landslide by Fleetwood Mac. Oh God! Like, I think now the musicians. I feel like now people's personal lives are equally, if not more, well known than their work. I know. And I think I, I was fantasized like it didn't used to be that way, but I feel like with Fleetwood Mac, it was that way. It was always that way. It just wasn't tweeted, and I love that. And I saw it's still going on. I know. I almost put on you could go your own, they your own way. They fired Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah, you can go your own way with Lindsey Buckingham's song about. Stevie, yeah, um, and but then I play. I was like, ah, I like this one. Well, that's a good song. Yeah, Landslide's a good song. Well, and well, and the, what she's talking about in that, like, do I like we've grown apart? Do I stay here or do I like go off and, and be my own person? The trauma bonding and cocaine <laughs> that Fleetwood Mac went through well, to and, get to rumors, and the two of them were like cleaning studios. Uh, in, you ever like, heard that? What with Sound City or some recording studio? Yeah. Well, do you ever hear they that? Even got in the band. Buckingham Nicks album. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's so good. It's just it's Lindsey Buckingham, Stevie Nicks. They put out a record before they joined Fleetwood Mac called Buckingham Nicks. It's awesome. And, uh, and then both their names got switched out for Mac for um, Mick Fleetwood. Uh, yeah, and 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 like. I don't, you know, there's the era of Fleetwood Mac that I connect to is the, you know, I guess what you would call the, I call the classic era of Fleetwood Mac, which is, you know, with Stevie and Lindsay and Christine McVie. And like, I went, I went to see Fleetwood Mac. It was a last minute decision a couple of years ago. Where? At the Staples Center. And oh. I bought a ticket online mm-hmm. and it was the day of the show and it was just whatever I could get. 
because I was like, well, I, I've never seen Fleetwood Mac and um, Chrissy McVie wasn't on the, the, the tour, but it was, you know, Lindsay and Stevie. And, and that was part Mick of this Fleetwood. Lindsay Buckingham thing, right? Chrissy came back and then, then Lindsay. Yes, she was something. Like, yeah, because she, she, yeah, she came back and I didn't see that. So this was like, this was probably three tours ago. Okay. And I, I bought a ticket online that day and I get to the venue and, uh, you know, I'm expecting to have the worst ticket ever. And I show the ticket to were you, the person. Were you sitting behind the drums? No, I was Did sitting fourth row on the right-hand side. It was clearly like, oh, yeah, whatever these uh, VIP tickets that yeah, we're, yeah, you, can release not, them. you can release those tickets. And I just happened to catch it. So I saw like Fleetwood Mac in the best possible circumstances. And I walked away from it going, wow, they're really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's and, a reason they're Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. And Lindsey Buckingham is a really good guitar player. So mm-hmm. you have to be like a real asshole for them to go, you know what? Your services are no longer needed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I mean, what a fraught band as far as dynamic, interpersonal dynamics. And the, honestly, the fact that they got as much done as they did is pretty impressive. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and I guess Tusk was a big commercial failure, but yeah, that huge. album rules. I think rules. it was like big in the UK or something. Yeah, but that record rules and, and like, and then they, you know, continued into the 80s with like a, a hit Gypsy, here and there. Tell Me Lies. And, oh yeah, that that, that was a, a, and then, but Stevie's solo stuff sort of dominated mm-hmm. in the 80s. But like, yeah, no, that, that I don't want to be on that bus. Like that's a band where there <laughs> How were How many buses so, do you think it is? That was a thing. I think there were separate buses. <laughs> yeah, we're getting into the section of my choices that are definitely, I like, know for sure we're multiple there's buses. There's no way they're sharing a bus. Yeah. There's no fucking way. Uh, and that feeling of like once you've soured on someone that you're collaborating with, just being in the same space with them, oh. everything about them, you're like, ah, why do your fingers grow that direction? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it, it just like you can, in any sort of collaborative thing, like if you're around, like, and especially after you, and, and then if you do add cocaine, I really think. And sex. And the, yes, I mean, and, and you're cheating so and just the, All kinds of intimacy, uh, vulnerability. They do not. You know, and they're writing songs about each other and performing them them. in, and then bringing them in, and they don't know until they're like doing it. They're not like, okay, so heads up, the song I'm going to bring in today is going to be about you. No, no, it's just like, here we go, let's start. The passive aggressiveness of it fucked my life up. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then it results in like, what is it? It's like truly like one of the best selling albums of all time. Yeah, like. How much like you like? Do you know anybody that doesn't have a copy of Fleetwood Mac's Rumors or the first Fleetwood or that Fleet self-titled Fleetwood Mac album? Like you, everybody has those records. Yeah, as far as I know, if every white person. I mean, even if you don't own it, you know it. Yeah, you know it, yeah. and you might. It was, I think it's one of those albums that you're, you may not even know that you know. And then you look at it and you're like, wait, is this a best of album? Yeah. Is no. Is this a greatest hit? No, it's all, it's like, no. it's like Thriller in that way. Yeah. It's just like, no, everything's a single. I remember we had, we worked at Funny or Die together and we had a meeting with uh, Tears for Fears. Yeah. Yeah. And you were which, like, which, by uh, the way, my pitch is you made every song ever. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I really remember that. That was really funny because it was, I remember we were working at Funny or Die together at the time. It was like 2014 or something. That was a, I, I had a great time at that job um and uh, i had a great time working with you yeah i it was so much fun uh but it was one of those things where like tears for fears want to come in for a meeting is an era funnier diet doesn't exist anymore but like tears oh, yeah. for and there was it was met no one with, would say yes but us was, yeah it was met with stoned indifference i people like and i was, was like there, what there was yeah there was one band i don't want to say who it was but i was like oh my god yes and everybody was like 
are you kidding? Yeah. And I was, is that a joke? And right. I'm like, no, are you guys not going to bring them in? That, I think what are you all, talking about? I think all those people are unemployed now. Anyway, uh, so, so um, but like, yeah, no, like, for, like just for the experience of meeting, you know, Tears for Fears, it was yeah. like, there was also, it was I think that like, one we, I ended up working on a song for them that was like, how nobody wants either nobody wants to rule the world or everybody wants to rule the world because they're all psychopaths. Right, I can't right. remember which version of the pitch we. I know in. that no video got made. Oh yes, no and video I knew, got made. and I knew when we were doing the meeting that there was no video that was going to come out of it. Yeah. But I just wanted to sit with tears for fears. Oh, I not only wanted to sit with tears for fears, I wanted to swing for the fences to be like, y'all guys remember me. Right. <laughs> let's have some fun. Let's, let's have, who, who gets a backstage pass? Come on. Let's, uh, they were real. And I remember them being really nice they were they and they thought the ideas were funny they were excited yeah. to have, like, it was like that's fun a, that's also a thing when you're like pitching someone ideas based on their work that, that it feels a little I, I i would feel like a little uneasy about sometimes where i'm like are you gonna think this is funny or are you gonna think i'm making fun of you do you remember when lapita nyango came in yes, and what i, I do. and what I, what I pitched to her i don't remember what you pitched to her okay so i, I remember so this, that meeting all right so i'm gonna just tell the story of the meeting because i think it's really funny um <laughs> So Lupita Nyong'o comes in, um, and this is like, what was the big fresh movie? Fresh off uh, uh, 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, fresh off of 12 Years a Slave. So it's like she is like, you know, uh, very... Yeah, it's it's like it's, post-release, pre-award season Yeah, is what we're talking, I and believe. her manager, who I'm most certain is not her manager anymore, <laughs> no. had somehow, like, you go into Funny or she Die. She was the first manager I ever met with in L.A., by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That, so, so that's it, the level. So, yeah, exactly. So, like, it was just clearly, like, it was almost like, yes, like, Lupita was going, mm-hmm, yeah, I'll agree to go to a meeting at Funny or Die. That'll give me a good well, excuse to fire. Would. That'll give me a good excuse to fire. No, everybody, I mean. We, at that time in her career? But with Funny or Die, what people are agreeing true, yeah. to is they're like, oh, a meeting with Will Ferrell and Adam McKay? Yes. No, but they're not there. Come in and they see us. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, wait a minute. So I think that's obviously what Lapita was sold on. Yeah. And she gets and she walks in and it's a meeting with like me and Eliza and a bunch of other people. And uh, so we sort of ask in these. I remember we asked Lapita like, so what? What do, what do you, you want to do? What do you, what do you think, think is, funny? is funny? What do you think is funny? Like, and Lapita <laughs> says, and she, she's lovely, but it's a very, you know, it's a very. She's not a comedian. I'm not trying, you know, but I'm literally different just asking. People have different types of work that they want to do and mm-hmm. are, and have gravitated to, and that's what they're interested in. Right. So I, so we go, What? and she goes, I like clowns. Yes. I think clowning, clowning's funny. I like dungarees. <laughs> um, the color blue. Mm-hmm. I find the color blue funny. And we just kind of just sit there and we're just like, Okay, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> like I that? can't really you. It's it's sort of an unfair question. It's not like we're, we're like. So what are you like? More of a we, we're gonna ask Lupita Nyong'o. So like, are you more of like a like a Mister Show type person, or are you like yeah. a Fernwood Tonight? Per- which like, of our which yeah. of our uh, suburban cool boy nineties yeah. comedy references yeah. are you into? It's not. You're not asking. So you ask like, what do you like? What is something? You, and that's a totally valid answer. You, yeah. I, I thought the, you know clowning, clowning. You know, like Comedia dell'arte. So we're just like. Okay, so I pitch Lupita Nyong'o. I say it's a scene where you are you. It's you're, you're meeting with your reps. You're meeting with your reps, your agents, and you go. Okay, if I, I have found it. I have found my next script. I am uh, you know coming off of award season and the Oscar and Twelve Years Slave. I I know what I want to do next. And and Lupita, you lay down the script in front of your agents, and it is for a new Police Academy movie. <laughs> And she goes, I love Police Academy. Uh, Yeah. She loves Police Academy. 
There you and go. She and she uh, and then and then it was basically a scene where her agents are urging her like Not I don't know do if that. this is the right move and she's like no. This is what I want to do. And then we see her a little bit in a police academy that movie, hopefully got, with Michael Winslow. You know? That should have gotten made. Um, yeah, it, it was a good pitch. I think it's a good sketch. Um, the thing, reason why it didn't get made is because it was Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. She wasn't making a Funny or Die video. Well, I think uh, for a while there, both of us got a lot of pitches made because... I think what I Talent learned. Attached, yeah. Well, what I learned there and had kind of done before, just intuitively, but then really honed there was listen to what people want, and then pitch that to them. Yes. And a lot of people go, uh huh, that's what you want. Uh huh. I have this funny idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do the idea that I think is funny, rather than and like, what is it that this person wants to say, wants to be doing? Right. How can I take that and give it back to them give in a way that, that, that you, makes us both laugh? By the way, if you do that and you knock it out of the park a couple times, then you would get the freedom to go and make your little weird one. Yep. Yeah. It was it was just a very simple system. I'm sorry that it you know it doesn't exist in the incarnation that it does today. The, the the realities of the business changed. But and, I think that stuff know, is true in all of show in, business. Exactly. Yes. I've I've had to use those What's skills. What's the note behind the note? Exactly. You know? And also, what makes it something they want to do? So you don't have to convince somebody to do something. Yeah. You just created something. If you're pushing your agenda. They already want to do. Yeah, if you're pushing your agenda, you know, and there's sometimes where you should push your agenda. Absolutely. Yeah. But there, but in that in that case, you know, um, and then I remember our Chevy Chase meeting. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's go on to the next, <laughs> the next pick. I'll just say yours. he delivered on every level. He's exactly what you think. Yes. <laughs> Whatever you're guessing, that's what happened. It was great. Uh, next choice is yours. Oh, yeah. The next choice is mine. Sorry. I just am remembering some of the oh, things God. that Chevy Chase said. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. All right. I picked up um, Hollywood Babylon. Alice uh, 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 Cooper. Uh, um, now, I picked this song from an album called Flush the Fashion. Mm. And um, this is um, an uh, this is I'm I'm risking. I'm never going to use I hate doing shows like this because <laughs> I'll t- uh, uh, because what oh, I'm doing No no I, I, where I'm giving up songs because it's every time it's like I have to be careful it's like yeah but I, I, everyone's going to know this song and then I can't use it in a movie or something or a TV show oh, Yeah I have a couple songs that I won't tell people Right about. exactly and uh, so because I you. have a real problem um uh uh w- please stop using songs in movies that have been used prominently in movies before oh yeah there's there's songs that are fully like you just off the table and yeah um oh god i I have one on one of the playlists that um salisbury hill like you're not allowed no it's just no longer allowed in a movie yeah uh right now uh good as hell by lizzo i feel like i'm seeing that i love it but i'm seeing it in so many different things just you can't if it was in boogie nights it's off the table (laughs) sorry ah sister christian Unless you are, I'm sorry, and it's like I like the movie I Tanya, but that was the worst example of that. Anyway, this Alice, this is Alice Cooper. Listen to this. This is an Alice Cooper song. Yeah. That new wave Alice Cooper. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's Alice Cooper hearing Gary Newman and going, "I could do that. Maybe I'll do that." <laughs> also, he has no memory of making this album. No. You know, like, he really doesn't. Really? There are two albums. 
he doesn't remember making, and this is one of them, Flush the Fashion. The entire album. Doesn't remember making the record. Hollywood. Like, <laughs> um, and you know, he's been sober a long time he's and everything. Like, I remember ordering an omelet at uh, the Rainbow, and then it was five years later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's such a good song, and it has such a good video. It is a new wave Alice Cooper song, and... Um, I just think that, like... Yeah, I it, loved it. I didn't know it until you put this on here. And I was listening to it, I was like, what? How nobody Alice, knows this. Alice Cooper keeps surprising me on this podcast. We had yeah, an Alice I Cooper song Alice on Cooper. Uh, on the Secret Makeout Mix Oh, playlist. that's good. And Which one? Like, uh, hold on, let me look it up. That was Erin uh, Gibson. I love, on, I love like, Alice Cooper that is so your much. She was like, I find it sexy. I wasn't <laughs> working at Funny or Die anymore, but I had an office on the same lot as it. And uh, our, our our friend Sean Boyle. Poison. It was Poison yes. by Alice yeah, Cooper. Yeah, so that's later Alice Cooper. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's a good yeah. makeout song, secret makeout song. Uh, but like, I got to make a video with Alice Cooper and, uh, and Shep uh, Gordon, his manager. It was like he seems like a fun guy. Oh, he's the best. He was the best. I, I, uh, and it was purely just because I wanted to meet Alice Cooper. Um, and there you he, go. he you was make awesome. a couple of those good pitches, but and you make your own weird stuff. I picked that um, just on this theme of uh, like, like somebody being like, "Hey, can I put on Alice Cooper?" And like, <laughs> "Yeah, cool." And they're expecting like schools out or billion dollar babies, and it's just like, like somebody putting on like. Uh, Hey, let's listen to Weezer, and then it's like 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 a newer Weezer album, and then people no, being that's like, not I, "That's not what I was expecting." <laughs> I didn't but like that, that that is actually good. Yeah, like I that, like it. No, it's the flush the fashion on uh, Alice Cooper eighty. <laughs> I feel like Al- Alice Cooper has always come across to me as someone who's just having fun with it. Oh yeah, just having fun with it from be- like I can't imagine him ever being like, "God damn it, what's wrong with these tracks?" No, like, no, I think that he um, was very destructive, I mean, self-destructive, self-destructive. Yes, um, uh, uh, but just the way that any anybody with you know alcoholism uh, uh, and drug addiction is. But like, uh, but it was it it was to himself. So, yeah. yeah, it was self-destructive and like uh, he was actually a very sensitive. Uh, you know, uh, he's a sensitive Republican man. Yeah, he's a little golfer. Yeah, he does the. <laughs> He does the golf and stuff, which uh, uh, and uh, but he's really uh, I, he just wanted to piss off, te- you know, uh, parents like that was his entire thing is like, how do I get parents to be scared of me? Yeah. Classic, like setting the template for Marilyn Manson. Well, and yet I, it also reminds me of what you were saying about the Julian Hatfield mm-hmm. and um, uh, Living Newton-John stuff, where it's like there's this one image right. and then the actual music it's like, oh, like when I, I also remember as a kid being scared of Alice Cooper and Kiss mm-hmm. and then growing up and finally. Why, why, are, you scared of, why are you scared of Kiss? <laughs> but, hey, it's me, Jane. Oh, they look scary. Jake said I could uh, come in here and uh, uh, talk to you. Hi. Um, hey. did, I heard you, uh, you, you, your shoes are tall and you, I heard you do a weird thing with the chong. Yeah, um, here's the I thing. Don't... Here's the thing. Okay. We, uh, is that all? Is that all your real? I want hair? you to look me. Okay. I want you to look all me right, right that, in the eyes. I don't. That, I want you to look I, me in the eyes. Hey, uh, listen. Uh huh. Listen. Yep. I'm the god of thunder. I'm the god of thunder. And I want to. I want to. And I want you to go to shopkissonline.com. Okay. Uh, We've got some limited edition destroyer action. A lot of kiss army stuff. A lot of kiss army. You can be. You can be a part of the kiss army. Okay. Yeah, we accept broads. Uh, Oh wow! Thanks. Yeah. No. No. A lot of broads like our music. I don't know why I was ever scared of you. There's a raw sexual energy. To um, our music, that uh, a lot of broads they uh, they yeah. they can't help but uh, smells like uh, stale smoke and coffee. Yeah, yeah. It's not that's not the only thing. All right, okay. I'm gonna go. All right. All right. Here's my phone number. You wrote it on a salami. Yeah, I okay. did. Okay. <laughs>
Um, oh, sorry about that. I'm really sorry. Why did you leave me alone with him, Jake? Because I thought it would be awful. Ugh. I thought it would be awful. I kept wanting to bring up that cover that he did at the end of uh, uh, Bill and Ted. Gene Simmons um, is a monster. Um, God gave rock and roll. God gave rock and roll to you, part two. Um, yes. yes. So, yeah, I was scared of them because of the, cause of the look. And then when I grew up and actually finally listened to them, I was like, this is the softest music. This me, is I, all I, like... But let me tell you something. The, the, uh, lyrically... They got a song called Room Service. <laughs> oh. I'll just say. Yeah. Oh, we're talking Kiss? Yeah. This yeah. Is not, if you think that's a song about ordering a hamburger uh, uh, late at night, it's not. What? Well, what is it? No. I don't. I'm not. It's, what? They, are dis- they have some of the most disgusting songs ever. They have to, because if they're not reveling in the disgustingness of it, they, they would be like, oh, God, what does any of this mean? <laughs> what are we doing? The like, they have to be like, yeah. There's an interview with Paul Stanley in The Decline of Western Civilization, Part 2, The Metal Years. He's literally laying on a bed surrounded by, like, women. It's the funniest thing But I'm saying, while they're disgusting, they're not like, yeah, I'm disgusting. They're like, doodly-doo-doo, we like disgusting stuff. Their stuff is pretty soft, Like, at least compared to their image. That is my Kiss cover, tinkly-dink-dink. We're talking about some stuff. Um, so if we're going to get real hardcore yeah. and we are, load up, gas up those three vans, <laughs> those three super uh, buses. Uh, this is a twofer. Uh, this is Live and Let Die by Guns N' Roses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were young and your heart wasn't open. Wow, he's really, oh, he really oversings it. Just imagine him singing out to that crowd and... And Slash just refusing to even acknowledge they're on the same stage. The rest of the band just stare, boring holes into the backs of their heads. Is this on Use Your Illusion 1 or 2? Um, I want to say 1. I want to say 1. I remember, I'm associating it with the yellow cover. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. And, and, I believe using the promotion of Terminator 2 Judgment Day. It's um, from one. It is from one, yeah. And it was also on the soundtrack to Gross Point Blank. Yeah, well, that was the talk about, um, like, you can't use that song in a movie. What's funny, because that's a cover of a Bond theme. (laughs) Uh, But brilliantly used in Gross Point Blank. Gross Point Blank uh, uses music brilliantly in a movie oh yeah uh that has a it's a great two soundtrack. great soundtracks and like um one of my top favorites uh that also um well yeah yeah we'll yeah but it. but but man axel um because i like wings uh i was i was getting into a conversation with somebody that just does not like paul mccartney mm. and i i kind of just had to shut up because they were they were so just like they don't like Paul McCartney, and I, I'm not going to convince them otherwise. Um, now, like, I, I don't know. I think each Beatle is valid. Yeah. Uh, I really do. Uh, I don't uh, think that they would have existed without exactly that alchemy. Yeah, exactly. And and there's some wing stuff that is um, phenomenal to mm-hmm. me, and there's some of it that stinks, you know? <laughs> you know, like, uh, I would say the same, uh, you know, John Lennon, I think, you know. Uh, Beat it, his wife. Beat his wife, yeah, yeah, like, like yes. That he was did. the thought you were trying to express. He, he did beat his wife, and you know, he did, you know, and, and in addition to that, he bothered the Smothers Brothers. Oh well, you that's know. unforgivable. You know, a lot, you, a lot of guys know. in Hollywood are getting popped for that these days. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of stuff coming out about the it different dudes. Really, we didn't know who bothered us. It is really terrible. We didn't know. For 
Bears. Yeah, I, I just read. Finally. Ronan Farrow is working on yeah, a piece right now piece for The New Yorker about no. about just the just what the Smothers Brothers have had to endure. Yeah, over the it's... I am not trying to make light <laughs> no. in any way no. of all of it. We're but making it, light next to it. I'm making light next to it. It's just funny to, it, it's just, what's funny about it is the Smothers Brothers. Yes. That's, if anybody needs something. Yo-yo tricks is yeah, what's funny. Exactly. <laughs> is that Dick and Tommy Smothers, who were uh, uh, pretty politically uh, charged. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, While being uh, your uncle's, your yeah, softest uncles. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but like. Um, just the idea of the Smothers Brothers having, oh God, if we find out if there's anything about uh, the Smothers at Brothers. At this point, I think there's, there's, I'm there just probably like, is. it's something yeah. about everybody. Yeah, there is. There Let's is. hope that it's something about them and an inanimate object that yeah. no one got hurt. <laughs> but there's something, I mean, we've talked about this <laughs> off mic, that yeah. like my theory is, I just, I like dirt bags. I like dirt bags and trashy ladies because yeah. you know what you're, you're getting. getting. Yeah, yeah. If, if someone is like, yeah, I, like I actually with Axel Rose. I really think about feelings and I'm concerned about, you know, everyone. I'm like, yeah. nah, nah, that's not I don't the headline. Trust you. I don't trust you. I don't you. trust you. Yeah, yeah, it's not a grown up headline. No, no. That's like, a, I, I admit, like, I am the first to admit where I am a, I am a dirt bag there who's, we go. who's trying to, but uh, who's uh, recognizing that, um, oh, yeah, I, I just worked in my career. I need to think about actual intimacy. <laughs> Oh, but I'm dealing with it, uh, uh, you know. Um, uh, but uh, you know. Uh, but uh, so I'm sort of, uh, you know. But I'm as guilty as the next guy. I'm as guilty as the next. Well, I shouldn't say I'm guilty as the next no, guy. No, you are I'm not. not actually, <laughs> because some of these guys are um, uh, uh, serial next, rapists. Some of these next guys are yeah. monsters. Yeah. it's it's so funny. It is too, because it is like there's like there's the pre like you know as we're recording this, we're, we're awaiting an article about another prominent media figure and i and, and I, by the time and it I'm comes like, out you get to guess who you it get was. to guess who it I was mean, it may have been and, three or four right and 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 uh, and it was like oh yeah i've heard they've been working on that one for three months it was like i'm like I, it's not it wasn't a surprise it was i like, didn't hear that they'd been working on oh it, I, like, I did but by, I the, like, by, by the entire spate of everything that has come forth from that person i'm like oh oh no oh, are really? you serious really oh wow yeah no that, i and they that's what they green light and this is the truth of them really Ooh. Uh, um, the trash universe that we live in anyway axel rose fits brilliantly into part of that the other thing with that guy like uh, just what a bad person <laughs> just just like and what a bad cover like yeah. like what it like he's over singing that song like and like you know in the original wings version like and i want to like, say there's xylophone in it and uh yeah. you really uh and the, the breakdown is like now this other band is coming into play yeah <laughs> like, it's a it's just like guns and roses i i just never um, I never connected to it. I, I I respect it for being the top of its class of its genre. Yeah. But like, I don't know, it was like maybe last year or whatever, Guns N' Roses were truly reuniting and they were playing yes. a show at the Troubadour yes. and I, people were freaking Pretty out. Few. How am I going to get into the... Tr-? And I couldn't have cared. I was like, oh, you can't get me to go to the West Side for that. Do you know, did you ever go to the Smithsonian and see the um, the giant squid? Mm-mm. They had this giant squid that, uh, like, in a big glass case when I was a kid, and it was just rotting. Right. It was just like you could see it, Where but it was find, like did they find it under Slash's top hat. It, well, no, but I, but I like that. 
the thought of going to see Axel perform, like that's what I visualize. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, I don't want to see like, that. Like I don't want to see that like leg. it is now. Yeah. I want to imagine the cartoon version in my head of it swimming through the ocean. No, it's bl- yeah, I don't want to see a bloated Axel Rose no. who doesn't have the voice like, anymore. Like I don't have the CPR training to be also, to like, be at that show. Do you know I what can, I'm saying? Like I, can hear I can't him save bl- him. Blowing out his voice as he's recording that song. Oh, well, I don't think too many of these people had uh, vocal voice lessons right like and i'm just like i'm concerned for him as i as i but he was never gonna die 30 seconds of live and let die and and is here's my thing about use your illusion one and two it collectively makes one good record right like probably yeah no, it's you. Was it, it "Live and Let Die"? Wasn't Terminator Two? I need to correct myself. Yeah, I didn't. That was. Uh, it was you could be mine, or mm. that that which mm. was on "Use Your Illusion 2. It was like you could be mine. <laughs> Just like, yeah, I'm not a Guns N' Roses person. Yeah. I re- I respect it for being the top, you know, the top of its class of its genre. Yeah. But well, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm a, I like Paradise City. I don't that, that that era. Welcome to the jungle, which is uh, so just Paradise like, City too. Yeah, you like Appetite for Destruction. Yeah, you like the first album. Yeah, it's not my thing, man. It's, I mean, I don't play it a ton, but I but those, I mean the, the I, yeah. singles from that one those are fun. But no, this, they're just part of they're ingrained in our culture. Exactly. It's, like, it's probably but like, if once it's on we get radio, into the like Patience off. and November Rain stuff, I'm like Meh. the ballads. Yeah, yeah, don't care for it. They're they're too long. Yeah, because also I'm like. I, like again, I, what I'm visualizing, I'm not like, oh, Axel sad. I'm like, like you for sure do like aggressively disgusting things to people. Like you, you like make people sure like finger each other while you I'll, throw cigarette butts at them. Again, this is just a characterization. Right. This is not a fact that I'm saying. Some this porn star kind, that hung out person. with some metal band killed herself. Yeah, like yeah, after hanging yeah. out. Like, well, and um, the, he again was known for uh, beating beating his, women. Yeah, 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 his girlfriends. Um, so not a cool guy, but a fraught band. Yeah, that continued to work together. But I, but but also like that wasn't speaking of rock and roll fame. He was like another one who was just like I'm not I'm not I don't want to be yeah, involved cool. in this that's and cool. and uh, skip it. But but then it's like so did the sex. But the sex pills at least they did it with wit. Yeah. Like Axel it was with it was just about ego. Yeah, and it's just like that's not the Guns and Roses. Like sex it was when Bucket to be in. The they're in the. They are technically what? in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Bunkers. But, but like, gun. He didn't want Axel. So Hole is in too, right? I I believe so. And if not, no they way. should be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hole should be. <laughs> they, well, in my, they are in, in my mind. Thank you. Um, that was uh, you know, we, we that's think about your new that. podcast, uh, Jake Fogelnest's Rock and Roll Hall oh, of Fame. Do I have to fucking start a podcast? Yep, I so, just said so, and that I have a direct line to Hollywood. Well, I would be smart to do it now because, like, I feel like it's. The World Moni- is well, no, yeah. Well, it's also probably monetizable. Like, I could mm-hmm. probably put something behind a paywall, yeah. and people would pay for it. Yeah, but get a couple of those Bluetooth speakers. Yeah, you know, you could take them in a swimming pool. What do I, what do I just? I gotta say some. Sh- sh- well, no, if it's behind a paywall, I don't. Then I don't have to. I don't need a new mattress. That's the reason why I'm not mm. starting a podcast. Yeah, I don't do ads. Okay, good, good. Yeah. So I, I just, do it for the love of the game. Yeah, I, but also I know. do have a Patreon. So well, that I well, let me say something about that. I was watching uh, this some YouTube videos the other day. Oh, you get on the YouTube? Yes, I got on the YouTube. And I found this British guy. Mm-hmm. His YouTube channel's Techmoan, mm-hmm. and this guy does these. You want a forty-five minute um, uh, history about mini disc? No, I'm good. Okay, but it's actually interesting, and oh, okay. he's a well, captivating yeah. host, and okay, and sure. he's charming and British. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, he's the guy. He's sold. Yeah. Oh, right. So I liked. I was really watching all these videos about sort of um, uh, forgotten technology, and and he explained how all the things worked. And Ooh, he like takes cursive. The, yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he takes these machines apart, and like they're. It's, it was really interesting. And you know what? I went and looked up his Patreon, and I kick him a dollar a month. You're good at that. Yeah. You're a nice guy that way. Yeah, I, I got, I got, I, I support the best show, Patreon, and I give. Uh, uh, although I'm not on Twitter uh, actively, I, I pay Drill uh, for his tweets. Uh, whatever, three bucks a month. For, I don't know who that is. You don't follow uh, at Drill, D R I L. He's the only one who's good at it. Oh, it's I'll, just absurdist humor. Out. It's very funny. Oh, weird uh, Twitter. Uh, yeah, the the only thing left from that that's any good. Is weird Twitter? Uh, no, drill. Oh, specifically? Yeah. Cool. Next pick is yours. All right. Yeah. Okay. So this, I, uh, you're, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, from Hot Rats, the mm-hmm. Frank Zappa album, Willie the Pimp. <laughs> and so, first thing about this, uh-huh. it's like nine minutes and 30 seconds. I'm a little pimp with my hair yeah. Yeah. And it's, you have it's the it's the bulk of this playlist is the song. And you have Captain Beefheart singing the lead vocal. So So this is going to upset somebody in a bus. <laughs> like there are there are people that are Zappa people. So this and is then this there, is how dare you play this and make us all listen to this. Exactly. You're doing it just to make us mad. Yeah, it, it, it's like it, like I had a thing happen to me when I turned 30. And I was in a record store in New York City, Generation Records, and they were playing Zappa. Mm-hmm. And it, I, it, I was listening to it, and I went, "Ah, sh- shit! Ah, god damn it! This is starting to make sense. <laughs> ah, fuck! I'm thirty. I'm gonna be thirty-nine. So this was nine years ago. Or I'm thirty-nine now. So this was about. This was nine years ago. I go, fuck! I'm thirty, and now, now, fucking, I gotta investigate all of Zappa. God damn it!" I, did, I thought I'd made it through. <laughs> this I thought I'd pass this and I was not going to be a Zappa person. So then you got to go. It's me and I'm a completist. And then I got to go. And, and, and let's just say there's a lot of catalog oh, yeah. to go through. And um, uh, I was joking with John Worcester over email the other day. And I was about um, Zappa really came into his own and, uh, and really uh, it, it, his best work was done when he discovered the Sinclavier and no longer had to deal with musicians and could just uh, there's an album called Jazz from Hell, which is just Zappa literally like composing music, but it's all on a computer. So it's like <laughs> and it's just it's impenetrable fucking uh, bad synthesizer yeah. music for it's, 90 minutes. Yeah, I get the feeling it's kind of the uh, the the art world jam band. Yeah, and he was horrible to his fans and condescending. Just the ultimate, like, contrarian and, and like, like, thank God. Like, it's, it's not, it's a, a crazy Valley thing Girl. to say. Yeah, Valley Girl's a great, fun song, but that's Moon that's Unit. Moon, yeah. That's Moon, yeah. 
um, you know, at 14 years old, hanging out with her dad and being like, this is what people talk like. And him being like, that's, like, that's hilarious. A, that's a new sound. And I think it bo- I think it actually bothered him that that was like his like one of his biggest commercial successes. Well, sure. I think most. Big- but I like Moon. Yeah. Per- like personally, I think she's cool. And I think a, a lot of artists hate their biggest success. Yeah. They're like, that's not but all it's I your, do. But it's also your 14 year old daughter. Yeah, you know what I mean? that's true. And, but I don't know that for sure. I feel bad for that family right now. That's like you talk about families that, you know. Um, fraught. fraught with you know the 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 trust and the brothers are fighting mm-hmm. and one of them clearly that his Zappa's music's impossible to play. The only person who can play it is uh, is uh, uh, I think which is the Zappa? I can't is is is, is uh, I, Dweezil. Mm-hmm. Dweezil knows how to play the play it and arrange it properly and Amit knows how to do business and stuff and then so they're fighting and it's a um, whole thing. One but of them had a cooking show. If you're in uh, a band, chances are there's one person in your band that's a Zappa f- freak mm-hmm. and is going to try to force you on a long tour to get into Zappa. And no, nobody should ever do that to anybody <laughs> is what I'm trying to say is if you're going to if your band's if, at that tipping point, if your band's is putting yeah. it over the or edge, just, just in life, like I am, I'm not saying um, uh, that's even good or bad. My relationship to Zappa is personal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like if you were to ask me, uh, you know, about my sex life. Like, I'm not talking about that publicly. Mm-hmm. My relationship to Zappa, let's just say that at 30. You get the job done with Zappa. That's what you're saying. No, God, no. <laughs> I, I can't think of like. Well, I'm just saying Zappa's a happy man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> just, no. uh, he's a satisfied customer. <laughs> you imagine, what's the worst way to like, you, you're, you maybe like seduce a girl? Like, you turn on. A Zappa record? When you run, oh, if you went over I to a would, guy's no, house, I mean, when I was like twenty, that absolutely would, would have wor- happened, Ugh. and I would have had to sit through it. At this point, yeah, I have a no, hard. I'm not going to listen to your bullshit I'm music out. anymore. I'm out. <laughs> None How of that. fast would you be no. out the door? You, if I'm at your place, you should be playing something for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah cater to me. Exactly. That's no, a, that is a good rule of don't thumb. cool test me. That, yeah. Don't none I'm of that not, anymore. Yeah. So 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 there's I'll, I'll the, play some fucking Mariah Carey right back at you. Oh, she's wonderful. I love Mariah right? Carey. Uh, uh, so so the Zappa so the Zappa thing that's you're you're trapped in a bus. Nobody should be <laughs> forced to to deal with Zappa. Uh, it's 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 unkind. Keep your keep a, keep your opinion to Zappa to yourself. Yeah, this cassette tape for sure gets thrown out the window on a highway. Oh yeah, this yeah. is you know what you know what Ken. This yeah. is what I'm doing. Uh, fucking Junga's Ugh. revenge is uh, is going out the window. What the fuck was that, Steve? Yeah, that was your tape on the highway. Because yeah. <laughs> we're all in this band together. You you threw out my that, that's the original mix of cruising with Ruben and no the one Jets. No one a fuck. <laughs> You know, because he fucking went in and he remixed it, and that's a, a fucking that's a collector's item. Fucking nerd. You, you know, like that's yeah. So there's some Zappa that's good. There's a lot of it that's bad, and and wh- either way, there's tons of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next song, um, again, you we see the theme to my picks. Uh, what it takes by Aerosmith. Oh, okay. Not just thematically appropriate in terms of bands that had to split up uh, onto different buses because they hated each other's wives, <laughs> yeah. but also um, because what does it take to let that band go once you realize it's no good anymore? Is this pump? It is pump. It is pump, right? And this it is, is also the first, the first song that my band played together. It's the first song that we learned. Is this, a, is this in the Alicia Silverstone 
Aerosmith no, that video was crazy, trilogy? amazing, crying. Okay, gotcha. Um, which I think was the next album. I think that's the one with so pop, it pink yeah, yeah. or something. Was well, on there, it? well, that no, I think that's even later. Okay. That's where that's where it gets like oh boy. I saw Aerosmith. Smith. I saw them on the permanent vacation oh, I, tour. I saw him walking across the street one time. Well, I actually, <laughs> I do have. I did. Uh, uh, so, so this would have been about eight years ago or something. Uh, no, seven. No, it's seven. Um, I'm, I just moved to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and uh, I was still working uh, as, uh, at Sirius XM. And SiriusXM's uh, studio in Los Angeles uh, used to be across the street uh, from Funny or Die in Formosa, mm. in in this uh, crappy rehearsal space. Mm. And it was a crappy rehearsal space, but that uh, a lot of people would use. So so you never knew if like Marilyn Manson had booked it out or if it was a Sunset Strip band. Um, and Aerosmith were there rehearsing for a while. So um, Steven Tyler is coming. I'm going walking into the men's room, and Steven Tyler is walking out of the men's room. Just trailing scarves stuck to his heel. Leather pants. Okay. Um, and I had caught that he had not washed his hands, and I was like, oh, hey, man, uh, Steven Tyler, what's up? Don't wash that music and off he, your hands. he extended his hand to be like, hey, what's up? And then I was like, oh, I got it. What am I, not going to shake Steven Tyler's hand? So, But he, I, he just came out of the bathroom, so I fucking shook Steven Tyler's piss hand. Hey, uh, of the, some of the... Prettiest ladies in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> it was like um, it was it was like it was like striking though. It was like whoa, that's Steven Tyler. Yeah, I find that with a lot of very famous people, like oh, you are a real thing. Yeah, huh? It's like when I went I'm to, very used to your face and very not used to your face I at went, the same time. When I went to a print, uh, the only time I saw Prince. I was I was at South by Southwest and uh, it was a situation where Prince was playing like a thousand seat venue, mm-hmm. and uh, I somehow got got in and it was a, it was actually a Tribe Called Quest Ugh. and then Prince. Oh come on, the I know. show. So this show, I saw Tribe Called Quest with De La Soul myself. Uh, amazing. So thousand this thing this venue can't sit more than a thousand people. It's, mm-hmm. it's small venue. So so I, there's a sign. It says you know Tribe Called Quest featuring Prince. I know Prince is going to come out on stage. Somebody even gets on the microphone and says, ladies and gentlemen, Prince. <laughs> and then Prince walked out on stage and my reaction was, oh, my God, it's Prince. <laughs> like if E.T. had He's walked in out. The same room. I was like, I was like, that's Prince. <laughs> He's it. And I'm just at the concert. Like, yeah. I, and it, I know it's I'm going to see Prince. But I was shocked. Yeah. I, like it really. Because real it was Prince. Prince. Yeah. I was freaked out. If I, I, it, I really felt it was like E.T. could have walked out and been like, yeah, that makes more sense. Like, it, like it was Prince. Yeah. It was weird. Um, you got one more choice for this playlist. All right, yeah. So this is uh, Lou Reed's Metal Machine music. <laughs> and I really want to apologize. This is a, this, this is are... a, a stereo mix down from the Quadraphonic uh, mix. Uh, it's the best that's available on streaming platforms. But uh, let's just let's just take a listen to this. Eliza, if you could not interrupt while the song you, is... But you wanted me to, no, so no. you could do that. <laughs> um, yeah, d- just imagining a band sitting as far away from each other in... Maybe it's a plane. <laughs> it's a plane. No, it's a private plane. And this is this is underscoring For the scene. For 90 minutes. Yeah. 
and they're just like, oh god, we hate because yeah, there's the uh, the almost famous moment where they're doing that, but then they all sing together. Yes, and, like, the, the liars, yes. liars. The, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you know, that was Cameron's actual. I actually uh, like I, I like that movie. Yeah, I do. Too. Um, but um, yeah, no, but that, I would have also loved the scene if it was just this behind it and not. That's a different movie. <laughs> that's a totally different movie and one that should be made. Uh, but Metal Machine music for the. For the person, and uh, I apologize for those of you that are listening, and, and it's that, another that very do long know, track. Uh, it is it is a a four a two record set, four sides uh, of just that. <laughs> uh, it is uh, feedback and analog noise. That sixteen Reed, minutes that, that track. That track is sixteen minutes. And that's minutes. just one of like what. It's it's ninety minutes of that. Yeah. Um, You you just I I I really challenge like other than Lester Bangs, I don't think anyone has really listened to that all the way through. I I, you know there's conflicting reports about it being sort of a fuck you to the record company, Mm -hmm. Uh, but. Uh, just no artist formerly known as Lou Reed. Yeah. Do not put that on. uh, Nobody. Nobody's. If, if it maybe like uh, like a Japanese noise band or something, <laughs> like but they're you know someone is getting influenced by this, but let's not necessarily nobody's. I mean, it's just a th- it's an artifact to yeah. me. Metal machine music is an artifact. I own a copy, uh, just because. Yeah, but, but what, I, what I mean, somebody's getting influenced by it, like I I do kind of uh, in some senses. Well, here with with comedy, I don't want to see your process. I don't want to go to your you class don't? show. Yeah, yeah. I don't want yeah. to see your like. I don't need to be there for that. Really, you don't. You don't need um, somebody breaking down uh, the. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting how terrible can you think? <laughs> no, I'm um, just like. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to see your process. Uh, tell me when it's finished or right. close to it. Okay, but what with, if it's Gary well, Shandling? Okay, well. Yeah, well, that I'm going to learn from that. It's, if you're if you're like uh, more established than me and, you're, and I can learn from you, yeah, 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 sure, okay. sure, 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 sure. All right, sure. gotcha. But, but like, uh, you know, a, a contemporary or, or or someone coming up, like their their overall process as an artist. Because I'm, I'm making saying. a documentary on Nate Fernald right now and his oh, process. Okay. And Nate doesn't know this. Um, I I, uh, I worked I, with Nate at the Late Late Show. Yeah, and he, you, you write with Nate. Yeah, Nate's a good friend of mine. He doesn't know this. This is the first time I'm announcing this, but I'm announcing today. I'm going to start a documentary on Nate Fernald. Yeah. I don't, process. I don't need that. No. And I, I, I'm going to insist that you be an executive producer. I'm going to make you an executive uh, producer. Oh, God. You don't have to contribute to anybody, but it will say executive producer Eliza Skinner okay, on Okay. Uh, as long as I don't have to go to any meetings before 9 a.m. No, you don't have to go to any meetings. You don't have to watch it, but you're executive producing this documentary I'm making. God. It's going to be- This happens to me so often. And I want to say, when I say documentary, I mean actually documentary series, limited documentary series. It's, so it's not going to get theatrical release, right? No, absolutely will. Oh, no, I'm going to four-wall Are people going to have to come back and see uh, other no, episodes? No, it'll, it'll be split over two days. It'll be four hours one day and then four hours so the next day. it's sort of an Angels in America yeah, exactly. uh, documentary yes. yeah. about Nate. Exactly. Okay. And we're, we're going to team up with Fathom Events <laughs> and broadcast it to oh, the perfect. AMC Burbank. Good, good, good. Um, Nate doesn't know this, um, but no, of course, who wants to? No, I, I would but, never, ever want to know. Show me when it's done. But with music, I am curious. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm I, curious about, so like where send this me your demo. in yes. and where that fits in for Lou Reed, like... Uh, oh, I think Lou Reed did not want to hear anybody's demo. No, but I mean this well, actually not true. I mean, him there's... him making this. Like I feel like a lot of times people will make some sort of like what the fuck and then the next thing they make is like easy music on your ear. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, you needed to do this thing well, to Neil do Young, this other thing." You know, yeah. like David Geffen, the great story about it's not a great story, but you know, Neil Young 
making two albums that Dave, you know, he signs to Geffen Records mm-hmm. and he makes two records that David Geffen and he's apologized for this. He sued Neil Young for making records that were uncharacteristic of Neil Young records. <laughs> That's not you. It's That's the, not the Neil Young and, sound. And that they I are two insane records. One of them happened to be about, I believe his son has, I, I, might be totally wrong, cerebral palsy, but it, it was a lot of electronic sounding music, and it was about communicating with his son, learning Very to communicate with his son, and uh, and the other one was a fuck you of just like him doing like rockabilly songs. Well, yeah, I mean, I, and I think that there, there's <laughs> think a lot of people who like th- there's a lot of artists and people and fans who will like draw lines and be like, I like this of their stuff and not this right. other stuff. Joni Mitchell, I think, is a big one. Like, right. I like her folk. Don't care for the jazz. That's yeah. a, I think a lot of people. Um, you specifically like Belinda Carlisle's like uh, I'm like French I, music. I only like no. I only like the 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 first phrase of "Mad About You" and absolutely nothing else. <laughs> I loop so that, limiting. and that's it. That is... um, uh, have you? Well, I'll I'll just I'll I'll, I'll put out our, our final pick. Okay. For this the last pick for the playlist is "God Only Knows" by the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. Speaking of rough to listen to and then pretty music for your earballs. I'm just like, like listening to it and I may not always love it's a record that but long as there are I don't think you'll ever get tired of listening to. Like I don't think you can you can listen to Pet Sounds a lot, but I don't think we'll ever I don't think I'll ever burn out on Pet Sounds. No, I think you can listen to it at the grocery store and halfway listen to it and like it, and you can sit down and, and then deep dive deep listen to listen. it. I have and the box enjoy set it both ways. I that came out that like it was like ninety six or something. Yeah. And it's uh, like just got the sessions. It's everything that they recorded. Um I put this on because the just the sentiment of like God only knows what I'd be without you that no matter what happens with the with all of these artists and all these and, and collaboration in general with people, yeah, like you would not these you'd never have created the things that you created without having that collaboration. And you know, it's it lives on today as the Beach Boys are just a totally solidified unit that work together. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and they just, also saw they they count they for my really, fraud band thing. They really uh, they just really have never and have a lot of compassion about mental illness. Just really understanding. I mean, it just seems like Mike Love oh, is perfect a name. good person. Perfect name. He's just a good person. And Brian is just operating at full capacity. Yeah. Uh, we saw this movie together. Yeah, we did, and I really was liked that one it. One that we saw by mistake. By mistake, together? yes. <laughs> we no, were both at the no, movie because theater. yeah, because I love. There's nothing I love more than uh, going to the movies alone. Yeah, me too. And then what will happen is me and you... Eliza will both go to the movies alone, and then end up being like, "Hey, you're here." And so yeah, Love and Mercy we saw. Yeah, and uh, I liked it. Uh, I did too. I feel like at, by the end, like we could not look at each other because well, it was so emotional. It's a, it's it's a it was a really good way to tell uh, Brian's story because it just focused on the Dr. Eugene Landy thing and I have I actually have that book uh, uh, his his autobiography wouldn't it be nice which is written and I'm using air quotes um, by Brian Wilson it's actually written by Dr. Eugene Landy and it's mm-hmm. psycho I have and uh, you know Brian uh, people that again most I think most people know the story but Brian. Um, he had troubles with uh, mental illness mm-hmm. and uh, an addiction, and he got hooked up with this psychiatrist, Dr. Uh, Eugene Landy. And Dr. Eugene Landy was 
not a good psychiatrist. Yeah, I, th- I feel like when you know the doctor's name, they're not a good psychiatrist. When the doctor is um, in control of your publishing, yeah, that's... it's not a good psychiatrist. Yeah, um, but his his mental illness uh, like played out in such different ways throughout his life as yeah. he like when he was this you know god that's at the, the beginning uh, of his career can do no wrong. Um, it was allowed to sort of, from what I understand, kind of run amok in a in a way that was destructive, not just to him, but to everyone around him. And yeah. um, I mean, it's bad enough having to deal with a mental illness, but also having to then feel like you have to make all these repairs and yeah. it, that it's damaged everything around and your you. your dad's beaten. Yeah. Your dad I mean, hits you so hard that you lose hearing in an ear. Yeah. Like, um, which is why you should listen to Pet Sounds in mono because... Uh, That's how it was created. It's Yeah, he can't hear stereo. Um, and that's how it was created, and it is the best mix. But like, um, I uh, I really like that movie. It was uh, uh, they got it they got it right. I thought Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks was incredible. Yep, in it, it was a it was a really I loved Paul Dano in it. Paul Dano was really good in it, and also John Cusack's in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, no, he was good too. Like you know, that's that was that it was yeah. a really like, and when they're doing the period recording session stuff of Pet Sounds and Smile, uh, like all the equipment is correct. Which yeah. immediately uh, takes me out of a movie. If it's like that guitar or, or that recording console is from 1985 and this is supposed to take place in the 60s, it's like, nope, you've instantly you've ruined it for me. Like it kills a it kills a movie for yeah. me. Which is why I've always had a problem with the movie Dirty Dancing. Oh yeah, and its soundtrack. Uh, but because it's like anachronistic. Yes. <laughs> It's insane. They dropped the needle on a thing. Like, what? Why are they dancing? It's a great song. I've had the time of my life. It's a great ending to a movie. Because it's in, that's what but makes that's, it an '80s movie. They dropped the needle on a on a record, and then this not '87 produced track, you know, uh, multi track recording starts, and it's like, you know, and but then they're dancing to "Love Is Strange." Like, and do you like what the fuck? Because it was the '80s, and they needed a single to release. Come on, man! And you know how the Patrick business works. Swayze has a song. And you like the wind. Yeah, and, the, and then through my trees. I mean, it's a great. They're all great songs, but it's it's completely an- anachronistic. It's like it drives me fucking crazy with that movie. It's like this wow, takes place. You're in the, wild. Anyway, the, my point is this: the marvelous Mrs. Maisel is doing an incredible job. <laughs> it really, they really, really are. It, I, it's it takes you back to. Uh, it is so period correct that it makes my head explode. That how good it is. And as someone who lived through it, you know. Oh yeah, I was there um, at the Cafe Wa. I played Lenny, the, ca- I played the Cafe Wa. You did. Yeah, when I was a backup singer, <laughs> one of my first New York bands, uh, New York jobs, I was a backup singer for a band that got hired, and uh, I was supposed to be the skinny girl, so they used to get mad at me when I ate. <laughs> yeah, that's all true. Um, and yeah, what else did I want to say about this? Oh yeah, like. I mean, I feel like I've collaborated with you mm-hmm. a few times. We yeah, we did Mary stuff. Poppins Quits that was together. Got, I got a lot of hits. Yeah. A lot of hits. Um, and I know you collaborate on a lot of things that you write with. Any any thoughts on the C- on, on collaboration? collaboration? Yeah. Um, well, would, I, would I, you stay in a band? Yeah, I would. Um, I think it really depends on the person and their self-care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and your own self care, and um, it will change a friendship. Um, not necessarily uh, for the worse. Sometimes yes, for the worse. Sometimes no. Um, it probably will change a friendship if you're collaborating with somebody that you were previously friends with. Um, 
uh, and then sometimes uh, it's completely organic and wonderful. Like, you know, I have certain people that I've been working with for years. Uh, you're one of them that like, it's just like, I don't think it's ever going to be like uh, a problem. Like, I don't think I would enter. And also, I don't I don't enter into long term collaborations. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have a, a writing partner. It's like yeah, I did the that's... first season of corporate, you yeah. know, like where I, you know, Jake Weissman, Pat Bishop, Matt Ingebretson, they needed they never had anybody. They never made a show before. So they needed a showrunner. And to, you'd never run a show. And before, I'd never run you? a show yeah, before. Yeah. And that was where Comedy Central and those guys uh, took a, a big gamble and thank God it paid off. But I said to them, I said, I'm, I, as I come in to do this, um, this is your show. I'm just trying to help you make the best show that you want to make. I'm not here to impose my ideas and stuff, but I have made shows before and I know how to get it done on time and on budget and in a way that makes you um, hopefully not crazy. But then... Um, we did 10 and uh, second season it's like okay now you know and then I'm off developing my own stuff it's like it's such a nice feeling to be on a, a, a podcast and like I, I I literally contractually cannot promote upcoming things <laughs> yeah I can't and, well and I, I it's funny because I was at like before I asked you about it, I was like, Oh, does Jake really collaborate much? And then I was like, Dummy, he all the, all the all time, including all, with you. All, that's like, all I do. You, but I do, but because it is, I don't think of you as like permanently attached to anyone or any project or anything. So that's, it's, a, it's a nice, um, yeah, and it's and a nice then, way of being that I think people forget is an option. Yeah, no, it's it's completely an option. And that that was even, it's I'm I'm doing the same thing that I did at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater Mm -hmm. when I was 19 and 20 years old. Still directing Mr. Ass. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Ass was a sketch group that Brett Gelman and John John Daly were in. And two other guys you don't know. (laughs) Uh, No, uh, Josh Perlis still does stuff. And then there's a dude uh, named Vadim and he lives in Florida. Mm-hmm. Sorry, hmm. we, we, I don't, that's we, where we, he ended we, up. Yeah, he ended up there. Not it, like it doesn't, it doesn't work out for everybody. Um, <laughs> but but I still but yes, I still like uh, I'm friends with uh, John and Brett and collaborate with them on on, on stuff and and uh, uh, but that's what I did is I, I I was the I was the one you know directing and scribbling in the back the notes and saying we can make it be- this better uh, this way and then writing myself and and. Um, you know, it's crazy. The first Saturday Night Live, the first time that Saturday Night Live came to the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, which was a big deal because they, you know, would traditionally go to Second City or the Groundlings, but they were coming to UCB for the first time. And it's really, it's a funny story. It's like, I'll never forget Tina Fey said to me, she said, Jake, you know, don't worry. This is just the rest of your career on the line. And she was obviously joking. And, uh, but she saw the look on my face and I was like, in my early 20s and she saw a look on my face and I went ghost white because I thought she was serious and she just so loving I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding but what it was was that (laughs) I I had written or directed um, everything that was being showcased uh, that night so it wasn't just the performers being featured but you it was again I was you know and now because normally they would they go those showcases are you're just looking at performers yeah they were looking at performers but but I was you know I was also submitting as a as a writer Mm -hmm. now you can't um, it's I'm I'm, I'm, it's crazy to think but I'm gonna play some career I'm like move to New York oh yeah me too (laughs) how much money yeah that contract all night no thanks that sounds uncomfortable no I don't want to do that yeah and and (laughs) I get to and I'm also working with Andrew Steele and Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon and 
uh, uh, Tim Meadows on these like uh, uh, cord hose in back and Tish Cadigan things. It's the, like getting to SNL do vibe. SNL All Stars. It's yeah. like the best, and um, and it's done very much the same way. And like, yeah, could I do Saturday Night Live today? Absolutely, without without a doubt. Could I have done it when I if I had done that in my twenties, I'd be dead. <laughs> I would not be sitting here. I yeah. would have killed. It would have killed me. Yeah. I would I would be dead. I would be a dead person. And thank God I didn't get you know that it, I was restricted to a thing that doesn't exist anymore. I heard recently. Just submitting jokes to Weekend Update and getting paid oh, by the yeah. joke. They don't do that anymore mm. um, for um, reasons that made sense to me when somebody explained it to me. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was, you know, but yes, like, I, I'm a huge collaborator. Um, you know, next steps for me are to collaborate on things that I created. So what you're saying, though, is you're more of a studio musician. You're not a touring. Uh, yeah, you're, no. You're not going to commit to the band for the tour. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> the stuff that I'm developing right now, I'm literally writing to, like, I'm writing to stuff. Like, I was thinking, about, I, I was I texted Jenny Connor. I was like, why would you create a show called Camping? You're just going to be outdoors yeah. shooting. How Are you like, out of your mind? Uh, nice spa environment. You, know, the you know one of the things I'm working on right now? It's fucking mm-hmm. one location. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not stupid. Yeah, I'm trying to not leave the east side. I had a job earlier this year that I can't talk about, but I could walk to work. You know, yeah. I'm like, you know, I, like, you know, it's it's one thing to come to Burbank, but like, and thank it, you for doing. No, that. no problem. But like, you know, if you if I'm going to Santa Monica, you know, it better be good. <laughs> Sorry, I've earned the right. I'm, I've earned that place. Oh in my yeah, career. no, I I feel the same way. I yeah. definitely turned down Santa Monica stuff. Fucking, um, although I will say this, corporate first table read just as a favor. Uh, before they did the pilot, yes, I will come to your table read at four o'clock in the afternoon in Santa Monica. Oh, wow. well, anyway, Comedy Central moved on. I do, I do. I, I, That's a tough commute. I did it because I thought that their script was great, and I love uh, Jake and Matt and Pat. And I was n- not going to be the showrunner at that. I was just—we didn't know if it was going to so, be. I was busy on other things. I did it as a favor yeah. um, because I wanted them to make the best pilot that they could, and then they. Did and then I they made a pilot that was too good that I was worried that it wasn't going to get picked up, and then it did, and then I ended up, you know, doing it. And uh, no, but like, yeah, no, I, I'm never going to make a hundred of anything. And I'm sorry if my agents are upset, but it's like, you know, it's I'm never going to make a hundred of anything ever, 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 ever. I can't imagine that. It's just not in my DNA. Well, um, thank you for making. A ten song playlist with me. Yeah, no, that'll do. Um, I should say, I think we never said that the the name of that Alice Cooper song is Clones. Oh, Clones parentheses We're all. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, thank you so much for doing this. What do you want people to know about you? Um, I'm just should like, they want to find out more about you? I'm I'm nice and uh, <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, I I I use Instagram. That's a fun. That's fun for me because it's just you know it's a lot. Of people... You keep uploading those videos from your uncle's store. Okay, yeah, I really wish you wouldn't bring that up. <laughs> that's I really. So I have an uncle who he owned a stereo store in the San Fernando Valley. Yeah, can you not say his name? I'm sorry. I just I have so many records that say not for sale. At dot yeah, com. because he would sell promotional, yeah, promotional records, record, which he wasn't supposed to sell. I I have this guy. He's in my family, and uh, he he's he's we haven't seen him in like twenty five years. 
uh, he, if you find he him, he looks exactly like you. He which does is not. Odd. It's he looks not. Exactly it's not like me. You. It's. It, I, could, it could I, I don't much see the resemblance. You in the video, but I haven't seen this guy from 25 years. I found a box of videotapes of. Apparently, people are charmed by his old commercials that used to air locally on television in Los Angeles. Are they hashtagged? Um, they're 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 you not hashtag them so no, that you don't have to think about it, but people can. But find I it. keep finding them, and each one is worse than the next. And then I, but I upload them, and and then people have nostalgia. But this guy is like a bad guy, and he's missing, and he's wanted for arson. Uh, and and if you, so I'm sort of putting it out there, like. I want to get somebody. He sold to, a bunch of faulty roller skates too, right? Yeah, he and was like involved with died. that. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was involved with that, and he did. And you know, although he was, there was a teen, one of those teen nightclubs mm-hmm. next door to his store. Yeah, and he had a, he didn't have tolerance for that, so he wasn't a complete like creep, but he also wasn't great. Yeah, he banned the the banned the knack from his store from shopping there. Yeah. Oh. I don't know why, but uh, hmm. it's in one of his commercials. He specifically says, no, it. Anyway, "Yeah, those are on Instagram." And then, yeah, I have TV shows that I've, I've worked on, but I can't tell you what they are. And then, I, because um, it's litigious, and I'm not, and I'm not with on Twitter. I mean, I didn't delete it, but I only on use Instagram. It. He's at Jake Fogelness, and I'm on that on Twitter. But you, all you're going to get there is like me being like. I'm promoting a thing because so, I just refuse to engage. Anymore. So really, what you're saying is uh, just just. Listen to, pet so- listen to Pet Sounds in Mono. Yeah, listen to Pet Sounds in Mono because that's how it should be. And the Velvet Underground uh, Nico's album. That's I like the Mono mix better. And uh, and and stay tuned. You'll see my name in the credits on stuff. Okay. I'll tell you. Uh, you know. Uh, and you, you you never know. Okay. I mean, and I showed up in Glow. Oh, that's true. You were so great in Glow. Thank you. Who knows where I'll show up? What a career. It's fun. That was fun. That was a really fun day. I was intimidated. I'm not an actor, Eliza. I know. <laughs> Thanks. Bye, Jake. Bye. Thank you for listening to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Eliza Skinner. You can follow the podcast at, at @coolplaylistpod. You can also find our website at coolplaylistpod.com, and you can find links to all the playlists we make and anything we talk about, and our Patreon. We don't have advertisers, so we rely on Patreon co-producers like you. The theme music is by Ross Bryant. The art and logo is by D. Billy at Duchess and the Queen Studio. And the podcast is produced by cool DJ Aristotle Acevedo. Oh, and you can always rate and review us on iTunes. Everybody loves that. Bye.